he abandoned corporate America to embark on a whole new venture in horror podcasting. Please join your host, Ben, and his sister, Adrian for today's episode of Not Your Average Horror Show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's podcast where we will be reviewing New Year's Evil. I really meant to cover this one sooner. I mean, we're in February now. I would have loved to have gotten this, you know, on the books, at least by the first week of January. But then again, I would have liked to have also done Don't Open Till Christmas before Christmas, and that happened to be in January. So in true fashion, we are keeping things running behind. Not to mention we missed a week because somebody was down in Florida. I won't mention any names. <laughs> so anyway, how are you today, Adrian? Good, I'm good. I don't even have the tan to show for being in Florida, apparently. <laughs> I was going to say, supposedly, getting a tan for a week. <laughs> well, that's good. And of course, I'll be going away next week, but not somewhere that's as interesting. I'm going to Dallas for work. When you think Dallas, it just doesn't really conjure up anything that interesting i mean it's just i don't even know yeah i feel like austin is like the exciting and cool texas city um yeah yeah dallas just seems like very old school but maybe there's like historical stuff there oh let's see there's the mary Kay museum which (laughs) one of my coworkers brought up visiting while we're there and i'm thinking nope if I'm managing the team now and I have anything to say with it, we're not going there. I mean, you could all look fabulous. <laughs> There's that. What else was there? Somebody suggested going to the Dallas Cowboys stadium. And while it is pretty impressive and I would potentially check that out sometime, this is probably not the week to do it when the Eagles are on the cusp of going to the Super Bowl. And uh, we have that to look forward to, too. Very exciting. Absolutely. What? Oh, yeah. I just spent a cool thousand dollars at the dentist on Monday for more fillings. <laughs> you have the shittiest teeth in the world. <laughs> yeah, that's no joke. You wouldn't think it to look at them. But yeah, somehow they are a rotting mess below their beautiful exterior. <laughs> well, I don't want to like brag, but I just went to the dentist last week and I got a flawless review as usual. Oh, that's bullshit. <laughs> but Over 30, my... revealing my age a little bit, but... Still no cavities. Ever. I was just going to say, in my <laughs> 30s, I was doing all right, too. Um, it was probably like around 40. That's when things really got a mess. They got kind of messy. <laughs> well, I have that to look forward to. Floss, all that stuff. Anyway, not to be boring talking about teeth and stuff. And speaking of that, before anything else, I want to apologize for that boar fest from last week when we did Halloween 4. My goodness, when I was editing that thing, my eyes got wider and wider in terror because I'm thinking, why the fuck would anyone whatsoever actually voluntarily want to listen to this? Well, what's the problem? <laughs> well, the problem is that I give it a, you know, it, it's, it was boring as hell. I mean, seriously, at the time, I didn't realize it when I was talking about it, but I'm listening to myself drone on and on about giving Josh a blank VHS tape and then the Kevin story. And both of those feel just like they went way, they they went on way too long. And I took way too much time dominating the show with those stories. And I just feel like the movie itself barely got any discussion. So we did the movie a disservice and our listeners and ourselves a big disservice. We let everybody down. And I mean, honestly, do you think it was interesting when we were doing it? Um, well, I mean, like you said, I guess I didn't realize it at the time either. I didn't think it was bad. And isn't that your thing just to focus more on the events surrounding how you saw it and what prompted your interest? Yeah, but 
I think it just went way too far into some very boring details because the thing is, just because something is different and it might be true does not equate to it being interesting all the time <laughs> when there's, especially when there's that many details. I mean, I think back to that first episode when we did Nightmare on Elm Street and the things I did to see that movie, I think that was more fun to listen to. I hope, at least I did. Um, but this, I mean... Who the fuck cares if they gave a blank tape to a kid on the bus to record a movie and then that's half the show talking about it? And of course, of course, you didn't listen to it either, so you have no clue what I'm talking about. Uh, nope. You know I can't listen to my own voice. <laughs> right. You haven't listened to any episodes yet. Nope. <laughs> well, that's funny because I can listen to my own voice all day, <laughs> except I found the one time where I can't even stand myself. I mean, here I am like... And Josh would always talk about the movies, and his dad owned a sandwich shop, and he would go to his grandparents and watch more movies <laughs> on the weekend. I wish listeners could see the look on your face right now and that head bobbing thing you're doing. <laughs> and I thought about it all weekend. Would he hit record on the VCR? Oh, no. What if he doesn't? But what if he does? And if he did, I would own it on VHS forever and uncut from Cinemax. Forever. <laughs> yeah, pathetic. And the credits were so amazing, and the movie was too green, and 1988, <laughs> and this guy Kevin, he had a Michael Myers mask. I want a Michael Myers mask. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even think about all that. I mean, of course, I was there. I <laughs> I said it all, and I heard it all. But I, I still haven't processed it all in my head. Oh, you know what? That's just the content aspect of the show from last week. I didn't even tell you. Um, there was a big there was a major technical fuck up right in the first 10 seconds now what <laughs> well so going back to when i had maria record a variety of intros i wanted to have a few you know just backed up you know she did the the intros and the exit comments at the end just so i could mix it up without having to bring her back repeatedly yeah as we're doing the show i've really only used a couple of them you know, I used, I gravitated towards a couple, which got the job done, but I decided to mix it up and use one I hadn't used before. And with this one, she introduces us as, and now, your host and co-host, which makes me laugh every time I think about it, because it's just totally understated as hell. And I mean, whoever introduces a show without naming the host. But what I forgot is that I also had her um, stop short, where she says this week, we will be discussing, then there's just a blank space because I had her do that. I thought it'd be funny to insert my own voice or even your voice for whatever movie of the week it was, you know, just to be some kind of like silly gimmick. But what I forgot to do was actually put the name of the movie in there. So it was late Tuesday night. You know, usually we release these on Wednesday and I knew I had to do it. And wouldn't you know, the next day I just went ahead and released it without even, I, I just completely blanked out and forgot to put the name of the movie in there. Oh, great. So there was just a blank space where there should be a movie title. Yeah. Just the intro music. That's all you heard for like five <laughs> seconds because there was another gap um, also before I my voice kicks in to greet the listeners. So like in a serious show, whether it's like a radio or some kind of like major podcast, which has high expectations, that would actually get somebody fired to forget something like that. I mean, it, it's fixed now. I went back and corrected it, but... Anybody who did tune in and listen to it those first couple of days would have heard that gap. Yeah, high quality stuff right there. Yeah. So a big apology to any listeners who did hear it in that first day or two. Wouldn't you know, I received more visits on this week for Halloween 4 
than ever in those first couple of days. I think in one single day on Thursday, I received more hits than any of the other episodes had done um, weeks after their first initial release. Well, isn't that the idea? Isn't that a good thing? Yeah, of course, to get more regular listeners, but it couldn't come at a worse time because they heard a bunch of bullshit rambling and major incompetent audio fuck-ups, and they'll never be back. So any interest that may have been built up from repeat listeners clearly has been torpedoed now, and they'll never be back unless they are very forgiving. Not to mention any new listeners that tuned in. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Wow, you didn't just torpedo it, you atomic bombed it. (laughs) Well, the funny thing is, when I was organizing the thoughts in my head and jotting down notes prior to us recording Halloween 4, I seriously thought we had gold with that. And I was excited to tell these stories. I just don't know why it seems so much better in my mind. Well, there you go. Maybe it's not as bad as you think. Um, no one said anything about it yet. I mean, we, we've done one before where I didn't think it was the most engaging, Jaws 2. But at the very least, I thought that was listenable. So we will always have a few faithful listeners. So that's one reason why I rarely want to tell anyone I know that I'm doing a podcast. Because if something like this happens where the show turns out to be completely boring, I don't want them hearing it. I'd rather use total strangers as a proving ground to kind of get that out of the way and then ideally build something up to where I would be more comfortable sharing after several successful episodes are in place, if that makes sense. I just think it's funny because I know that some people, when they first launch their podcast, they're the total opposite. They want full campaigns and everybody they know has to know about it. And I'm totally cool telling the world about it. You know, I could care less if a million people heard a crappy podcast as long as they're strangers. I just don't I just don't like the thought of somebody I know listening. Just it just completely freaks me out. I know that's weird because I don't I don't really know of that ever being the case with anybody else. Uh, no, there's definitely people out there who think the same way or are doing things they'd rather not have their friends and family know about. I mean, just think, probably strippers and porn stars wouldn't either. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Only fans. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So enough about that. Um, for today, we will discuss New Year's Evil, as mentioned in the beginning. So this movie doesn't have too much of a backstory about you know me finding ways to watch it i mean i was in college at the time so it was easy enough to find and then um i figured i would take a break from a backstory like we had last week anyway so but this one would date back to the mid 90s sometime somewhere around 1994-1995 it was a very unimpressive video store that i rented it from downtown called lawson video The store was like a big rectangle. It was like a trailer, and there was stacks and rows of VHS tapes inside lined up. And it was pretty cool, and the guys that worked there must have been like in their 60s. I'm thinking back on it, and these guys, they'd wear shirts that looked like they came off the rack at Kmart, which says three for $5. And they wore these plastic glasses, which were really square, not not really like cool looking at all, but I guess back then they were in style. But really, they looked terrible. They were like that square brown plastic. Um, but I loved it. And they'd usually stand behind the counter, and they'd completely ignore you. They'd just stand there smoking cigarettes all day. And um, there was so much cigarette smoke in there. They were watching TV, and you would just if you looked up at the TV, you would just see like this thick smoke constantly <laughs> rising. And that's just something you don't get these days. You got to <laughs> love it. I remember when, um, when I was in there, 
I think they had a Buffalo Bills game on, then this would have been following their four Super Bowl appearances, which they lost every one of, and they made the playoffs the next year, which is when this would have been, and they got booted out shortly after that, much like they did this year. So thank goodness we're not Bills fans. And speaking of football, how about those Eagles? <laughs> yes, I can't wait for the city to be turned upside down in trash. <laughs> yeah, well, what else is new? But it's pretty cool. We're on, right in the cusp of going back to the Super Bowl again for uh, the second time in five years. <clears throat> so getting back to Lawson, I like the vibe of the story, even though like you'd be totally ignored. And it was just fun to go in there. You felt like you were in your own world, and you could just like really you know, look at the movies without a bunch of you know, people crowding it as some video stores would be. I mean, I actually worked at a video store myself back then, um, and it was the biggest one in town. Initially, it was a really good independent video chain called Empire Video. They were out of New England, I think New Hampshire maybe. And um, they were like a video library. They had 14,000 movies. Um, but of course, they were bought out by the behemoth bullshit company Blockbuster, who completely tore all the charm out of it, and they replaced half of the good movies with just a thousand copies of every stupid new release that was available. So I would go around town to find other video stores just to find that kind of mom-and-pop charm which appealed to me. And this is where I found New Year's Evil at Lawson Video. Back before our trust was figured out by the state, we had to work these menial jobs, like me being at a video store, you know, just like the average schlock. Is that what Ray Liotta says at the end of Goodfellas? It's like schlock or schnock or something. You're asking the wrong person. <laughs> yeah, it was something like that. I don't know what he was talking about. My point is, though, we had to work these menial jobs just like everyone else, something that no 19-year-old should ever have to go through. Oh, yeah, and you had it so tough while mom and dad paid for your school bills and for you to live on campus and off campus and party it up. And any money you did make from the video store went straight to partying and nothing else. Oh, really? Well, who received a windfall of inheritance from our grandparents and from when the estate was sold? <laughs> Don't act like you weren't spoiled by grandmother and grandfather for years and years and years before I was even born. I know about the birthday bonds, the presents, the trips to Jones Beach in the summer. Jones Beach? Yeah, I've seen pictures of you and your short shorts on the beach. Oh, wait a minute. First of all, that was like 83. <laughs> I don't care what the temperature was. There's no excuse for those shorts. I was talking about the year, genius. <laughs> <laughs> and furthermore, you try sitting in the back of a Buick with vinyl seats on a scorching hot day, driving two hours from White Plains in that insane traffic. They wouldn't even put the air conditioner on. <laughs> well, if you weren't wearing short shorts, maybe your skin wouldn't have stuck to those vinyl seats and scorched you so bad. <laughs> New Year's Evil, this movie... I don't know. I just kind of thought it was kind of a really interesting idea at first, but the way they executed it came off as super clunky. Uh, the premise was that this lady, um, I can't remember what she was doing. She was hosting some kind of live on-air music presentation. I guess something akin to some Dick Clark type of deal, except she'd be on for several hours so that they could represent every time zone across the U.S. when the clock struck midnight. Wait, is that how they do it on the ones these days? Do they, like... I don't think they, they're there for, like, every time zone. I have no idea. Yeah. Anyway, the annoying thing about this movie is that very early on, there's many shots of bands, like punk bands just playing, and they just kept playing the same annoying song, which is actually called New Year's Evil 2. 
Um, and I've heard worse songs. It's not terrible for like a movie theme, but when you hear the same stupid thing over and over and over, it gets very tedious. And I did a little research um, in addition to watching this movie, and I read one reviewer say something that summed it up perfectly. He said, the movie itself is not that scary. What is really horrifying is the endless shots of the band playing the same song over and over and shots of its listeners dancing up and down and yelling. So yeah, that sums it up pretty perfectly. Yeah, I mean, I definitely have to agree there. Yeah, so you weren't too uh, enthralled by the movie either then? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) So the killer, like, you know who he is right from the start. There's no mask or anything. You see the guy's face point blank. So that takes away, a lot of people weren't thrilled about that just because you you know who the guy is. There's no mystery there. It's not a whodunit. Um, and his his gimmick was that he was going to kill somebody in all three time. Is there three time zones in the U.S. or is there four? I think there's I like forget. six, maybe six <laughs> in the U.S. Including like Hawaii. Oh, not that far. I mean, like oh, California, okay. Midwest, and continental. Yeah, States. yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Uh, yeah, three to four, I would say. Okay, so whatever the case, like for each one of those, she was on the air for like say five hours. And each time the clock struck midnight and whatever time zone it happened to be, like first would be, you know, the East Coast and then the Midwest. So he was going to kill somebody each time the clock struck midnight in each of those time zones. So just explaining is kind of confusing. That's why I think it's clunky. It sounds but, exhausting. <laughs> yeah, but you get the idea of what he was trying to do. Thing is, though, I think he was out in California, maybe. And so, yeah, he each time a new time zone would get to midnight, he'd kill somebody, but it was just all in the same area. I think a more intriguing plot would have been like if he'd arranged to have somebody killed separately in those different parts of the country, whatever midnight was going to happen, whether it's East Coast, okay, somebody dies in New York City, the Midwest, and somebody dies in Kansas. And then like at the final midnight of when the last date catches up, like on the, on that west coast area like california and portland mm-hmm. you know somebody would die out there but no it's just like all in the same area so it's just like it just <laughs> seems kind of like a clunky feel and just it's like a cop out yeah <laughs> i don't know it just and even like being in that one area he had trouble finding somebody to kill <laughs> you know he went to a drive-in movie theater i think to find this this couple making out he kicks the guy out and he, he takes the girl and i guess oh she actually escaped That's the sign of a bad killer. You just can't find people to kill. Yeah, I know. It was really clunky. And he had this weird voice enhancer, too. Do you remember that? He would speak into a payphone, and he's like, my name is Evil. (laughs) And it's it's like he'd watch his mouth doing it, and it was just, like, really stupid. (laughs) Um, And the weird thing, too, is that, like, this lady who was hosting these this New Year's special, they show her son. And her son is troubled. You know, he's getting no attention from his mom. He has, like, this breakthrough in his career, and he's all excited to tell her, and she completely blows him off mm. to pay attention to this this gig she's got at midnight. Mm-hmm. And he's all pissed off, and he's getting, like, very depressed looking, and it starts showing him as if it's portraying him as the killer. They've already shown you who the killer is. Why in the hell would they make him look like the killer or suggest <laughs> that it could be him? It was just dumb. Yeah. And... um Yeah, so finally at the end, the killer and the lady who's hosting that, they come face to face. Mm -hmm. And wouldn't you know, she knows him. So you're expecting it to be some kind of like freak out where she's going to like jump out of her skin. She's back in her her room and she's like, oh, hello, how are you? He's like, well, I'm good, how are you? And it turns out to be her husband. 
she doesn't know he's the one doing the killing, of course. Mm. So I thought that was the one thing where the movie did kind of um, interesting, where it might have been a little bit of a twist there. Mm-hmm. But then I read a review also by Roger Ebert that said the ending is the worst part because they stole this from a thousand other movies that have done the same exact thing <laughs> over the years. So I'm like, oh, okay, I guess I missed those. <laughs> have you ever seen a movie like that where they, they know the killer at the end? Um, I'm trying to think. I don't think so. I mean... I can't even think of one. Probably if I thought about it more, not on the spot, I could probably come up with something. <laughs> I w- no, not off the top of my head. I was going to say Scream, but that's not the case either. What The weird mm-hmm. thing about Scream at the end was there was two guys doing the killing, I think. Yeah. And I guess they both knew each other, and they ended up stabbing each other in the kitchen. It's very dramatic. It was very weird. They're just like <laughs> stabbing each other, and it's just like very... Unusual. Yeah, I don't know. You're more versed in the horror verse than I am. Well, apparently I just found this out. There's going to be another Scream coming out in a few really? months. Yeah. Huh. What kind of take are they? Uh... I have no clue. I mean, the last one was kind of, um, it wasn't terrible. It just came out about a year ago. Mm. And it was about like, they, they kind of like made it more relevant, I guess, to the Gen Zers, mm. where they were talking about elevated horror as a theme. I just remember them saying that all elevated throughout the movie. And I guess that's whether like some kind of more, I don't know, higher ent- intelligent horror film, which... I'm closer to Gen Z than you are, and I don't even know what that means. <laughs> well, you have to be kind of like more into horror. I mean, you watch. I guess you watch some of these movies, but you're not really like you know big fans of them. Mm. But it's fun, nevertheless, talking about them. It's true. Hopefully, yeah, I would say so. <laughs> All right. So yeah, New Year's Evil. I wouldn't like run out and see it again. I've seen it twice now. And um, I don't know. It's not like one of those movies where I do with some of them where I watch it like at a specific time every year, like, you know, like a Christmas movie or, or, or something like that. I wouldn't rush out on New Year's Eve to rent this just because that's the theme of it. Mm-hmm. It's just not really worth it. So you might have a different take. Maybe you would want to see it again. Um, no. <laughs> I guess that says it all. <laughs> eh. Yeah. So anyway... Well, here we are. Did we mention that we're even doing this remotely? Yeah, we're coming to you from Winona, New Jersey. (laughs) Yeah, the site of Adrian's boyfriend's house. We didn't get a chance to get together because she was living it up down in Florida. And that's why we missed an episode last week also. (laughs) So shame on us for that, for not planning ahead to get one released at that time period. So apologies to anybody who not only got bored to death by Halloween 4, but then had to wait an extra week for this episode to come out. We've lost all of our faithful followers. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's one person that does listen to it, as a matter of fact. Oh, yeah? Did I tell you my, um, the lady who does my, who who did my website, and she helped me out big time with this podcast. Yeah. Oh, nice. Well, shout out. <laughs> I know. I'd say her name, but I don't want to because like... <laughs> she doesn't want to be associated I, with this You know, that's... I would assume not. And I don't <laughs> want to, you know, violate somebody's privacy here because it's it's just not what we do at Not Your Average Horror <laughs> Show. We respect privacy. We have a commitment to that. That's fair. But yeah, I was um, very happy to hear that she's been an avid listener to it and she looks forward to them. So that's very cool. And so... I was going to say if anybody needs help with their podcast, I would recommend like her company, but I don't want to mention it yet. Maybe she'll tell me like off the air. 
give you the green light. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, publicity. (laughs) Right. So with that, I guess that sums it up for this week. We hope to be back. We hope this one was more engaging and entertaining. It was definitely different, to say the least. But um, any last words from you or thoughts, Adrian? Um, no, I don't think so. I think uh, you covered it well, as usual. Um, except last week. Except last week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. And speaking of last week, we're going out tonight as a belated birthday for yours truly. Yes. Happy birthday, Adrian. <laughs> Care to say how old you are or do you want to keep that private? Uh, a lady never reveals her age. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why we're doing a remote broadcast because I came out here to save her the trip to my place. And we will look forward to an Italian dinner after this. <laughs> yes. Very good big brother. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for this week. Thanks for tuning in, and we will see you again next week.